The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. of the Squad Wipe Gaming Podcast, where we know it's hard right now, but we'll wipe for you. <laughs> this is your host, as always, Sega, joined by my co-host, Shades. And we have a special guest, because fun. And so we're invite welcoming our own podcast slut. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be me. Uh Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Honored to be on. Very proud of you guys uh, for branching off and doing this. We definitely needed some additional video game content on the network, and uh, you guys are doing a great job. I, I know uh, I talked to Greg a little bit about your viewership, your listenership, and you guys are killing it. So uh, keep up the great work. Yeah, yeah it's huge uh, numbers. It's been it's been nice uh, get, just hearing back from some uh, some of the other friends and stuff like that, and people that I work with that. Uh, have gotten a kick out of it and just seeing like that because we see each other at work and they get to hear a little bit more in depth of the the nerdiness of my family yeah. <laughs> so it's been it's um, been pretty fun with that said too if you like any of the games we play um the cool thing about us here at squad wipe is we play so much different stuff um we have jester and i have such or shades and i that is i'm just used to jester sorry uh shades and i that was our like we have very different tastes in video games. We play a lot of the same games, but also then I play things like League of Legends and such, and he's out there playing a lot more of the shooters and Fallout. Um, so will we we will blah, 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 be dropping our um, gamer tags down in our descriptions very soon. So that way, um, if you want to play League, if you want to watch us play League, uh, if you want to play Call of Duty, if you want to watch us play Call of Duty, Fallout, blah, 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 you name it. Um, you'll be able to find us and hop into games, and we'll do some open sessions here and there. We'll be we'll be specifically playing with um, wipers, so that'll be really cool to do. Yep. And I know Matt, if you watch any of our various his 106 podcasts, um, has been doing some some ghetto streams lately. Uh, that honestly, I'm still having a great time watching. I don't care. Yeah, it, it it's there's nothing fancy about it, but it's still like I'm I'm loving what you're doing, Matt, with with those streams and some of the games that you've been playing. Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I want to do so much more, and obviously, with all this time on my hands, uh, I've there's there's a lot that I can do, and of course, I want to learn how to stream as good as you guys. I'm not sure how to go about it with the equipment that I have, but uh, I'm making do, and it's been fun. Talking, talking to a lot of great people, and uh, that means a lot, man. Thank you for, thank you for that compliment. No problem. So, with that being said, with all of our ego stroking finished, um, I want to talk a couple things first. Esports. We normally do a rundown of everything. Uh, esports is kind of, you know, on pause for the most part. But League of Legends, um, LCS is still running through the internet, which is cool. Um, they're just playing old school style, kind of back to their roots um, in their dojos, in their houses, and just in their lofts, just playing league. And it's cool to see the dynamics and, and what things are happening. Um, and I know Jester was telling me Cloud9 is currently on top with a Jeez. very different 
squad shades i'm gonna keep doing that because that's who you are <laughs> shades jester butthole um cloud <laughs> is, names. is very currently on top uh with a very new squad so that's really cool for me to see and then eg is right behind them um so as, a, as an LCS fan, those are teams, Cloud9's been on top for a while, but then struggled. Um, and it looks like, you know, Sneaky's not in the main lineup. They don't have a lot of their, their top normal names in the, the main lineup right now. Um, so it's cool to see them kind of functioning with this squad and doing well, even though I'm not a Cloud9 fan. Um, but yeah, it's, it's exciting that they're still playing. Um, and, and I know there's some other groups playing. We were saying before this, like, it's just super important um, a lot of these guys, if they're not playing in esports, they don't really have another income. Uh, and if they do, it's Twitch. So find your favorite streamer, find your favorite esports player, uh, and make sure you're subscribing and following and supporting them in any way you can. Because for right now, too, they're being affected just as much as any of us. And I mean, you've got the time. Go watch Twitch. <laughs> I mean, why not? Oh, yeah. Right? Twitch, Twitch Mixer. All, all the different things that you could go and check the streams out. Actually, I'm going through um, right now for for League, and there's actually a th game going on right now. Yeah, there's one of the – who's playing? It's uh, Cloud9 and uh, Evil Geniuses. Oh, sweet. So Evil Geniuses, yeah. Yeah, awesome. yeah, they're playing right now. That's um, cool. I didn't realize, awesome. realize they were actually live tonight. I thought that was this wasn't until the weekend that they were playing. Oh, that's awesome. I'll end up, it's usually during the week because I watch it work. I mean, um, so yeah. <laughs> so we've got our streamers. Um, the other quick thing, I do want to talk real quick uh, with Valorant, which again, I'm a, I'm a League fan. Um, you know, uh, I'm a big Riot Games fan, so I'm going to harp on Riot Games all the time. They're releasing Valorant, which is Overwatch meets Rainbow Six Siege, and it's already being slated as an esports game. Um, so I'm super excited for that. It, it has a ton of different takes on all these different like hero shooters that are out right now, um, whether it be Apex, Overwatch, like a, any of those games, like I said. So it's really cool to see. Um, but on that note, those are the esports news. Those are the things I wanted to talk about. We have a bunch of other exciting things. Um, I know Shays is excited about spec drops. About what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Brain fart. I, I, I'm still at work, so, like, long day. Um, the, the the specs came out for PlayStation 5 and for the Xbox, Xbox Series X, um, and they're fairly identical for the mm -hmm. most part. There, there's a couple of things that stand out back and forth, like the CPU for the PS5 is... Uh, an eight core 3.5 gigahertz amd zen 2 um and the xbox is going to be uh eight core 3.8 gigahertz uh amd zen 2 so i mean it's they're two cores for yeah it's weird it's balanced differently yeah yeah but i mean their their specs are fairly similar mm -hmm. um across the board um, the, the storage for the PlayStation 5 is going to come stock with a, a 825-gigabyte custom SSD, where the Xbox is going to come stock with a 1-terabyte custom SSD, which, is which awesome. isn't really that. That's, that's not that much of a surprise. Um, their uh, resolution rates are going to be up to 8K because that's going to be the new wave of TVs and up to uh, 120 FPS. Uh, both have the, the 4K... Uh, Blu-ray, everything and every all that stuff. Um, 
And one of the things that they were talking about is the, uh, the um, crap, what's it called? Sorry, brain fart. <laughs> um, is the being able to put in um, external hard drives and stuff like that, yes. like they have for the current consoles now. Right now, it's looking like it might only be from first party or um, their their partners. Um, that doesn't look like they're going to be open to any third party, which I'm sure will change because that's changed with all the systems. Because um, it's just kind of business is how you have to do things, especially with the uh, games being so much bigger for the new systems and the next gen, and they're so much more powerful and they're going to have to be able to to bump up because like I have three terabytes of data for or a storage space for my Xbox One X and it's not enough room. To mention real quick, and I know Matt, you'll probably be excited about this because you currently have a PS4. Um, the the, the current, current external hard drives for the PS5, as of right now, their main function is going to be backwards compatibility. So it mm -hmm. will be for PS4 games to store on there um, so that you can kind of move around with that. And I, I think that's cool. There's nothing, no mention of that from Xbox Series X yet, um, but it, I like that the PS4 or 5 looks like it's hanging on to some of these other titles um, that you can continue to play. Because there were some really awesome... Um, IPs that were exclusive to PS5s or PS4, oh, yeah. so I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a I'm a big fan of that concept. I love the idea of backwards uh, compatibility uh, because I mean the PS4 lacked that. The la it lacked it. There were, you could not play like PS3 games um on there i'm not sure about i don't think you could play ps2 or ps1 and that kind of hurt uh luckily i still have my ps3 and i can kind of go back and and play those ps1 as often as i want to but i think it's it, it's like big i mean this this yeah. is the playstation's fifth you know major console uh so i think it's important to be able to tie those loose ends and be able to pop in a game from any generation any any console into the uh, system and be able to play it i think that's that's great yeah, if I, if I get a new system, I'll probably get both down the road. Um, but I've really wanted a lot of the PS4, and it's nice that I won't have to buy the PS4 to play games like Spider-Man and such that I've wanted to play. I can just get the 5 and then grab Spider-Man, grab those games that I've been waiting on kind of to, to get to Horizon, New Dawn, um, things like that, and then pop those into the PS5. So that's a cool concept to me. So I have a little bit of information that's on here regarding both systems and their backwards compatibility. Uh, right now they're saying mm -hmm. that it's going to be for the PlayStation 5, it's backwards compatibility is going to be for almost almost all PS4 games. And uh, that includes the optimized PS4 Pro titles and stuff like that. And for Sweet. the Xbox, the Xbox, it's going to be all Xbox One games, um, select oh, 360 wow. games. Yeah, select 360 games and select um original xbox games which is already on the xbox huh. uh they also Sweet. have the game pass on xbox which has a lot of stuff and they're going through and optimizing and changing a lot of the older games and making them uh not really revamping them but kind of letting them run because it's so much of a change in power um and i heard because i don't have a playstation um i heard about the playstation now i'm pretty sure that that just launched um Matt, you might know more about oh. us since you're a PS gamer. I know that that's supposed to be a much bigger thing for the next generation. Yeah, PS uh, in, now in terms. Is, yeah, PS now it's a it's a subscription service. If this if it's what I think it is, it's like a twenty dollar month subscription service, and you have access. You do have access to PS3 games on there. 
Um, but of course, it stinks if you're a person who actually bought the physical copies of those games and yep. you can't import them. So, uh, so PS Now does allow to do that. It's a really, really good library of games. They play, they play pretty well. Uh, you know, I, I played, I, I revisited uh, Star Wars Force Unleashed on there, uh, Lego Star Wars: The Complete Collection. A lot of great games uh, on that console, and it was uh, or on the through PS Now. And it's pretty cool. So if they so can, so it's kind of their response to the the Game Pass, which is awesome. Uh, and it does yeah. look like PlayStation Now is active, uh, if you're like me, on PC, which is super exciting. Um, and if you don't, you'll just need a PlayStation controller for some of the games, and you can actually set it right up, or um, some third-party controllers work as well. And you can play a lot of the PlayStation games right on your PC, which really makes me happy, because <laughs> now I don't have to wait for certain things. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, yep. uh, I'm, 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 I'm loving this this technology thing, and hopefully, like with this uh, backwards combat compatibility too. I hope these gaming like Xbox and and, and PlayStation, of course, they open up their online, uh, their retro online yeah. games. Uh, I was a little like PS4. I was a little disappointed with the back with uh, what they had available, like the PS, the the PS2 on. Uh, PS2 on PS4 option, so playing PS2 games on PS4 is a very limited amount. PS2 has one of the greatest video game libraries of all time. I think over 1,400 yeah. games, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. I, there's maybe access to, I don't even know if it crossed 100 of them. Uh, and a lot wow. of them were a lot of games that I wouldn't have personally like given a shot. So I hope that they, they can expand that library uh, a whole lot. I know they can't go certain routes because of uh, game licensing and certain things, but I really hope that they expand that library. I, I do. Yeah, I agree. And then to move to, you know, the third giant, I'm really excited today. We got a mini Nintendo direct drop, which I said this was going to happen and I'm happy I was right. Um, we were talking all about this with E3 being canceled that we might get these. Uh, and I'm super happy today. They dropped a 28 minute video with everything to expect from Nintendo. And I feel like there's going to be more, but they announced this time. Um, we got to see that they're bringing uh, a bunch of 2k titles over to Nintendo. When I say 2k, I don't mean the sports. I actually mean things like Borderlands and XCOM, um, which is super awesome to me that we're going to get a couple of those games. Um, also Bioshock, the full collection will be there. There's a whole bunch of, um, Square Enix stuff coming. We're going to get a Bravely Default 2. Uh, they announced a little more about the Pokemon expansion pack. And just a, there was there was a ton. This whole thing was packed. The new Super Smash Bros. is going to have a character from ARMS. Uh, and ARMS is going to have a free trial for Nintendo online players. I think ARMS was the biggest underrated game on the Switch release. It is one of my favorite games on Switch release. And it didn't take off the way they were expecting. Um, but I, I absolutely love it. And I think it could have been like a competitive and esports game. Um, it's just like super punch out, and it's got these great, so much strategy to it with how you pick the the hands you use when you fight and things like that. Um, and I was a little disappointed that it it didn't make it. Um, was there anything that you were super pumped about, Matt? Because I knew you watched it as well. I I did. Uh... I, I do like some of the, the, the smaller, like just quick games. Uh, I think that's like the benefit of the Switch is uh, there were a lot of like uh, Mahjong. My wife loves Mahjong <laughs> and she's really, you know, I, I, I'm it's something that'll be cool that we can play together. She's yeah. not much of a gamer herself, uh, but there were some several, you know, several other cool announcements uh, that came from that video. Uh, surprise release today 
was the Star yes. Wars Jedi Academy uh, game. That was really cool. I actually just downloaded it on the Switch. I haven't touched it yet, uh, but it's really neat. But the, there's one that gave me the – oh, you, you said it and it gave me the absolute chills. Uh, Star Wars pod, – the pod racing game from N64 yeah. is coming to life uh, back on the Switch. I love that game. I still play it every now and then on my N64, but, man, I can't wait to be able to play it portably. Uh, I remember playing that game for the first time in Disney World. We were at one of our resorts, and I actually got into the arcade setup. So you're actually oh, wow. sitting down in this pod racer, and you can't – I didn't know what I was doing. I put, It was like $1.50 to play this game, and I didn't know what I was doing. You had to actually move the arms, and I just went into a wall and blew up, and it was a wrap. So, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of get uh, to get this game again. There's no official release date for it, uh, which I'm going to be chomping at the bit for, but hopefully soon, man. I could really, yeah. really use it right now. I yeah I'm loving like they dropped a ton of stuff today. There was this game called uh, Good Job that literally is you working, and it it sounds so stupid, but it looks like so much fun. Um, like it's you can just do ridiculous things like oh go get that fax machine, and you can actually just go and move the fax machine or take a catapult and fire the fax machine across the office. Um, it's very cartoony. We're getting the Fantastic Four edition finally. The, um, the third and, and last announced Ultimate Alliance expansion. Um, there's some people out there who love this game. Catherine is coming to the Nintendo Switch. There was a Battle Royal. Uh, it's not really. It's an eight-man Battle Royal. That is definitely from the makers of Splatoon, and it's like a ninja game. And it looked it's something I'm going to pick up um, as a free-to-play. But there was so much stuff. Uh, and, and I'm just happy Nintendo did that. I kind of hope we get another one because I know there's some more stuff. Um, I'm still waiting for that Metroid announcement, but I don't think Nintendo is obviously not releasing a new system this year. So I think this year they need to drop some big titles to compete with the Titans that are Xbox and Sony. So, yeah, I'm in, I'm in agreement with that because I'll be honest, man, uh, I have hardly touched my Switch. I, since our fundraiser, I don't think I've touched our the, the Nintendo Switch, to be honest with you. Uh, it's 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 biggest issue like it, there's some cool games they they like to you know re like retro launch a lot of games too but uh, i know animal crossing just came out this week uh, that's something yeah. i may give a try but uh i i just need something i need, need like a big splash like i feel like that that aura and that like joy i had for the console not that it's completely gone but it's starting to wane away a little bit like when i first got i was like oh bro super smash brothers super mario odyssey uh this that just luigi's mansion 3 all this and it's like i just haven't gotten that it's just it's loaded with indie games which isn't necessarily a bad thing but uh it's not really what i'm looking forward to like they i feel like they need to add some um, splashes. I'm a big sports game guy myself. I would love okay. to see if they can work a deal with Madden to get that on the console. Honestly, that would be a huge addition. Uh, but it just feels like Switch is uh, Switch feels right now like that movie theater that mm. gets the, like uh, for us in Niagara Falls, uh, the four season movie theater. They used to get movies after uh, they had been been out at the move at the the big the big premiere theaters for months. Uh, you got that. They're a little bit cheaper. That's what the Switch feels like right now. And it's not a, a complete bad thing, but I need something new to really, uh, you know, just grasp onto. So uh, I'm looking forward said, They are. So like I said, Metroid is hanging over our heads. But also, don't forget, Breath of the Wild 2 is also, they teased it. And so we're still waiting on that, too. So there is some stuff they have in the works. But it does. It just feels like it's all right. Let's. We've been hearing about Metroid since the Switch was announced. Right. 
Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the first Breath of the Wild. I actually haven't even finished it yet. Uh, it's my favorite game. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I just, it's it's too much. <laughs> I I should, I should probably revisit it. But yeah, oh, Jesus. Uh, Cheers. Sorry. No, Cheers, broken. <laughs> <laughs> All good. No, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but uh, mm-hmm. I know it's it's the most one of the most beloved by a lot of people. So, so that's good. So, let to lead our final transition into our main topic today: a game you do love, a game I really much enjoy because I like to have a wet spot at the bottom of my pants and a brown streak in the back. Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> yes. Uh, Resident Evil 3, the remake edition, is launching in April. We got a taste of the um, the demo, and we've got in um, t- today, on the day of release, not today, but technically tomorrow, you know how t- time travel works in podcasts. The day that this podcast is released, um, Resistance, am I right? The 4v1 mode goes live as demo as well for Resident Evil 3 if you want to check it out. I'm super pumped for this game. I played the demo, I peed a lot, and I I enjoyed it so much. But Resident Evil has held a place in my heart uh, since I was a kid, because I remember um, our cousin Scorcher having Resident Evil 2, I believe, the original, um, and playing those missions in the big old mansion. And I remember having the, I I think I'm thinking of the right game, where you're in the mansion and the crows come at you at one point. and I absolutely loved that game. I remember just being terrified of that game at all the time. Um, but Resident Evil, I think, was the thing that moved me starting to enjoy the horror genre as a person as well, not just in games, but just in general. Um, so I, I love Resident Evil. Uh, do you have a favorite, either of you, Resident Evil game, a, a moment? I know Jester, more like the shades. Dean, I'm going to have a jar. I'm going to have a jar. Um <laughs> more like the movies than the games, but that's just the world we live in. Cause you know, not everyone can be right. Yeah, I know um, you're wrong so much. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. There's so many to choose from. And I like, like, like you, uh, Greg, I'm huge. It, it is like that. My quintessential favorite video game franchise of all time. And it, it's, I've been like, I it's probably easier to say the games that I don't like more than uh oh, really? my favorite. Uh probably. I, I I love I love a good majority. The only one I really truly despise is probably Resident Evil 6. Uh but Fair other enough. than that, I like them all. Uh if I had to choose one though, one absolute one, it would probably be the Resident Evil 2 remake that came out last year. I was waiting for it. I stayed up all night on the eve of my wedding. On the eve of my wedding to download it, <laughs> and I played it. I while my wife and her friends were setting up the the wedding, they didn't want me down there. I was in my hotel room playing Resident Evil Two and playing the crap out of it. I could not get enough. Uh, but honestly, there's been so there's been uh, just so many great entries into this franchise, and uh, I'm really glad. I, I was really surprised when they announced Resident Evil Three uh, was coming out. I think they the first announcement was like back in November. Maybe yeah. early December. And They're I was doing them quick. They are. And I'm glad because I was like surprised. I was legit shocked because they were teasing this Resident Evil Resistance, uh, which mm-hmm. I was like, eh, uh, I mean, there's a cool concept. It's like Resident Evil Outbreak, but uh, yeah. I want Resident Evil 3 Remake. Uh, and then they dropped Resident Evil 3, ma- uh, 3 Remake. And I'm just like, oh, the, the, the trailer was powerful. Uh, it was 
intense and you know from the demo that i got to play it it really lived up to the hype so i didn't play the demo um either of you guys did you get to see like deal with nemesis up close and personal in the demo oh yes oh yes he is uh i I heard they did a lot of changes to him some people liked it some people didn't because of how much they changed but i mean the bump and graphics and everything you got to change it yeah, the the look they gave they gave, giving him a little bit of flack for, but to be honest with you, uh, I I thought it was okay. I thought it was a necessary update, and from a playability standpoint, oh boy, I'm not looking forward to that. Like I am, of course, but at the in uh, the sarcastic way, I'm not because of how tough he is. Like same idea and mechanics of the Mister X from the last from Resident Evil Two, but uh, he has range now, and it sucks. Yeah. It it's it's. It's tough. It's tough trying to run away, but I, I, I appreciate that. I do. Nice. Yeah, the only thing I ever wanted to do for Resident Evil was play as Nemesis and just chase people. Because <laughs> playing as the monster is so much more fun. I don't know. I, I never got into the Resident Evil games. It was it was a combination of how the controls were set up and the camera was set up. Oh, and the just fix, like, the tank controls, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was kind of like, like, I like zombie games. They're fun. I have a whole bunch of zombie games. And it's just... I don't know. I just never into. It. I like the movies. I like the story for it. The the different strains of the virus and how some people mutate from it, and you have all the different things from, uh, like the corporation and and everything like that. I thought that was really cool from like a lore standpoint. It was it was really fascinating to me. Um, but just like the games itself, I could never get into the actual games, which kind of stunk because I'd watch my friends play and I had no problem watching people play it and stuff like that, but it was just like, I want to play this. I want to like it. But every time I pick up the controller, I just get mad because I do something wrong and I get killed and I, it just makes me mad. It's very costly. It's tough. That was a big turnoff for my like dad. My my dad's not a big Resident Evil game fan either. Uh, He hated the tank controls. He hated the tank controls. Uh, like 100% absolutely hated him. And mm-hmm. uh, now with the update one, he plays them regularly. Like I, I let oh, him yeah. borrow Resident Evil 2 and he, he loved it. Uh, hey, Greg. Me out. I was so pumped uh, um, talking about Nemesis and he pulled me out. I don't know how much of it you heard from me, but he pulled I me out of the game. Said, <laughs> you haven't, you haven't, you haven't heard anything. from you. you just so what I was saying before I disconnected <laughs> about Nemesis was... Yeah, you sound better I, now, too. You sound better he was, now, too. My internet's been wacky, but yeah. uh, I was saying how imposing he felt that um, it was just he. It had been introduced the concept of the um, this like big bad that you can't kill till later in the game was introduced in games like Evil Within and stuff like that uh, in Resident Evil in the past. But this nemesis has been the first one that's not just like, hey, I shot it and I can run away now and I'll never have to see it again. Um, I remember there was a moment in the game where I was. I ran through the donut shop, grabbed the stuff I needed for my shotgun because I was like, I need a shotgun. And I run out the other side and I left Nemesis on the outside of the donut shop on the other door. I was like, okay, I'm totally fine now. I'm just going to jog around. I know I cleared the space and I just hear, and I look back and he's sliding down a telephone pole. So I full dodge sprint away and I get tendril grabbed and pulled back to him. And I just peed everywhere. But it's so much fun because he's so terrifying. It's not just like, all right, it's a big bad that I can get away from easily. There's nothing to deal with, really. Um, I love the threat of Nemesis coming out at any moment that adds this like little extra anxiety. I, I That's my favorite. I like being anxious when I'm playing a scary game. Like 
if I'm not like panicking every second and checking the corners, I'm playing it wrong. And I've, I felt with three, there was so much of that. Cause there was so much like, Hey, I shot that dead body there. Okay. It's definitely dead. It didn't move. And then I'll come back later. And all of a sudden it gets up. I'm like, what the crap? You just never know when it's going to, the animations are going to come and you have to literally check every dead body on the road. Cause they all look the same and some are set to get up and move and actually be zombies. And some are just there. Uh, so you never know what's going to move and come at you, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it is a good aspect to it. Uh, it certainly adds a little intrigue. Uh, they've done a re- yeah, they've done a really good job reimagining this game. And and like one thing that always worries me about remakes is how much of the the story. The story is the most important thing, but how much of the story are they going to change? Uh, yeah. And like this little bit, this demo bit was there were some elements of the original in it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but it definitely be been re-envisioned. Like I don't remember any of those places uh in there. So they're expanding Raccoon City, which is so huge to me. Uh I'm I've spent many a time <laughs> I've spent many a time uh staying up on Resident Evil Wiki and uh <laughs> Greg, you there? Oh, I'm here. <laughs> okay. Uh, I spent re- many a nights uh like staying up late at night just on Resident Evil Wiki. And just like searching like different parts of Raccoon yeah. City, uh, I legit spent hours and hours and hours upon doing that, reading notes and what happened here during the Raccoon City outbreak. So I'm excited to get an expansive look at that uh, that kind of area. I really hope that there's certain key areas that get to touch, you know, get to be touched that uh, we've seen in various other games like uh, like Umbrella Chronicles, Dark Side Chronicles. There are some different s- stops and locations in there. Uh, like to see a couple places from the Resident Evil Outbreak series uh, to be hit, like the the schools, the various schools, university, and and some other places. So uh, I, I'm glad. I'm uh, I, I just I'm really excited, man. I need this game more than anything, and I can't. I think April 14th is a release date. I'm 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 ready for it. I've been ready. I for believe it. so. Yeah, I know it's going to be weird. Like I'm going to escape a a virus pandemic into another virus pandemic. <laughs> well what's what's even crazier was the whole this all started uh, with uh the, what's going on in real life and the whole well it, it's it's spelled like this you can change around and it's raccoon yeah. city and but like the timing for it was just kind of perfect oh yeah the place that they discovered it the logo is the same as umbrella corporation yeah, yeah. and it's, it's an just- anagram for <laughs> raccoon i uh, really yeah. hope <laughs> I really so hope this is this has all just been a promotional campaign from Capcom to get everybody hyped for Resident <laughs> Evil Three. None of these people were actually sick. <laughs> Swerve, we're just trying to sell our game, and I'd be like, I ain't even mad. I'm sold. <laughs> take whatever, all my money right now. I'll take all copies. Whatever the government leader is in China, like it just all of a sudden like comes out dressed as Nemesis to address the world, and we're like, oh, I got us. <laughs> <laughs> Trump is standing there with the first lady dressed as Jill Valentine. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Trump is what Jill tremend- Valentine. What a tremendous, <laughs> tremendous promotion we have for you for Resident <laughs> Evil 3. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. <laughs> nice. I love it. I love it. We're normally politics free, but that was the perfect time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I I'm I'm all about it. Like it's weird. It's weird how we are like that though. Like especially like the horror buffs. Like I know if um our new member of the panel discussion, Micah, was here, he would be able to add into this too. Like you run away from like messed up crap by like watching messed up crap or more messed up crap. Like well, it's the whole. Bad. 
it's the whole life imitates art and art imitates life. Like you see something bad on the news. I mean, look at, look at the video games about past wars and stuff like that. And it's crazy. And you read it in books and stuff and read it. And then the people that have lived it and everything, they can tell you how different it is. Obviously it's a video game. that's not real, but it's still like first person shooters are some of the best selling things. And and RPGs, they sell so much. And there's every RPG has some kind of conflict going on where you make your character, whether it's a Star Wars yeah. game or or anything, but you, there's some kind of conflict going on, and it's just, like, as, as terrifying and, and tragic as all the stuff is, we turn it into entertainment. And it's just, like, it's, it's our escape, but it's because we can make that our escape and be like, look, this isn't real. The real world is scary. This is scary, but I can control things, and when I don't yeah. want to deal with it, I can shut it off. That's exactly how it is, but it's so it's such a weird concept to think about. Like mm-hmm. instead of like, you know, today really sucked. I'm really scared of the war going on in the world. I'm just gonna go watch like Ed, Ed and Eddie and not think about all the crap. Instead, it's like today really sucked. I'm gonna go watch a movie where this guy gets his head chopped off because he wanted to play a game. Like that's the world we live in. Yep. It's ridiculous. Well, it's ridiculous, but, but it's awesome. <laughs> The one day I got out of work and I, I drive a truck for work. So I drive all over the state and stuff like that. And I got home from work and it was, I just wanted to sit back and relax. So I hopped on Grand Theft Auto Fire and I put it in, <laughs> I put it in, in first person. And my mission was to steal a truck and drive it back to a certain location without damaging it. So I'm playing in first person, driving a truck down the highway, trying to not damage it. It was basically the exact same truck that I drive for work. Except the logo, the logo was different on it. It's ridiculous. I mean, and I actually got relaxed because of it. I just sitting there driving, trying to not because I can actually flip people off in the video game, and I can't do that in real life because I, I mean, get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> on the flip side, real quick, I want to talk about uh, some of the one of the things I was looking up in Resident Evil Three was some of my favorite parts was the are the monsters are the other monsters that aren't your typical zombies. And I know in the original resident evil three, we had um, the demo, the, the, the zombie dogs, there was the bugs. Um, and then there was like the crows and everything. And then the different forms of nemesis, which we haven't seen, but the only things we've gotten a peek at so far were the hunter B and Y. And then the, the, the demos, which I think were the bugs that legitimately dude, uh, I don't know if, how much of the Uh-oh. gameplay you've already watched. The bugs will, um, if they bite you, will then infect you and you will continue to be sick because they planted their eggs inside of you. And you must take an herb that will specifically remove these bugs. Which is it a is... cool like, addition. That's, that's, oh. that's a whole other layer to the gameplay. That's freaking terrible. And what's more scary than zombies? Giant bugs! <laughs> yeah, and that like... Yeah, the, the drain demos. I, I think that's what they're yeah. called. And then Nemesis did something too in the demo that was very uncharacteristic. He like left like this head thing on on one of the zombies. Uh, oh yeah, and then really... gave them tendrils. They had a tendril yeah. that they could shoot out. <laughs> yeah, it was like a G thing, G virus thing. Uh, so I mean, these are uh, it's it's so crazy. These are like necessary add-ons that add whole new layers to this game, and like that's. That's what I want to see. I wanted to, see, you know, this, these games to be as lifelike a, as possible. Uh, and and you know, I'm sure again, once this game comes out, the original Resident Evil Three is going to be unplayable uh, oh, completely. Yeah. But I know they're excited too because Resident Evil Three was the last game 
that they needed to uh, update using. They have the, their own Resident Evil engine. Uh, Resident Evil Three has been the one, the last one at, since Resident Evil Two came out last year. Was the last one uh, that they couldn't port to just any system. And now that they have Resident, uh, this remake, they can report their, or uh, they can pretty much move their entire franchise in any console at any time uh, right now. So they can be ported to Xbox and, and PlayStation and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Of course, there's some other ones that, that are getting left behind, like uh, Resident Evil Survivor, the first Resident Evil game I ever oh, played, my favorite. Uh, amongst amongst some other ones. But, uh, I mean, this is, a, this is a big step for the franchise, uh, undoubtedly so. And, and so what I want to ask here, and this will get you a little more in the conversation as well, um, Shades, is first of all, the first thing I'm going to ask Matt is, is there an, do you want them to go any farther? Like, I'm fine with a four remaster and then stop there. I don't think I need, and, and I know you had an opinion as well, which you said, um, which one did you want remade? Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about four. I think four okay. is fine the way it is. It's it's updated. Code Veronica, on the other hand, would be awesome. A update. Uh, that is one of the best games, probably the most underrated game in the entire franchise. Uh, I really see they did a uh, their actual um, their like mercenaries mode, their extra yeah. game mode in that game. It's it's first person. They have a first person option, uh, so they can they like adding that feature would be really really cool. And that's something I hope that they're working on. But uh, honestly, I wouldn't touch four at all personally. Okay, that's update fair. the graphics. Update the that's graphics. That's what I want. A little it's bit. a graphics update. Yeah. You know, just that. But other than, I mean, it still it still holds up really well. Oh Those yeah. Those older ones, like Cold Veronica, still holds up pretty well today for its original. You know format and everything but uh those other those older ones those original trio they needed the remake 100 percent. so for sure um so i yeah i i really do hope code veronica gets a touch up and then they go forward because i know they're in t- i've seen different s- stuff and things about uh like resident evil 8 uh eventually like it, nothing's been announced of course but that's something I yeah. want to see. Well, seven happen. was so different than the rest of the games too. So I'd be curious to see what they would do with eight. Cause seven was just like its own thing. I love seven. Uh, people, a lot of people didn't like it. They were like, Oh, it's such a offshoot, but Resident it was Evil like silent, was more silent Hill feeling. Yeah. Though, I, too. I think it's the style and the gameplay was so different than what people are used to. Uh, it totally threw them off, but it was a gorgeous game. And, and terrifying <laughs> it was i still want to play it in vr uh i just started Ooh. replaying it again the other day and uh i still find it's still hard uh, the visuals are creepy and perfect like these graphics are perfect Gorgeous, uh, for yeah. what they are but i do want to see them follow up on that and, and keep it going because there were a lot of cliffhangers at the end of seven and i don't i don't want to see them just kind of pretend never happened like like they're trying to make us feel about resident evil 6 so um yeah and the last, so the last thing with we're talking uh, remakes here um, with Resident Evil two and three, um, we did never get a f- true remake of one, which could be pretty cool. Um, but the the main thing I want to talk about, and we've seen it with some games, we've seen it with like Duke Nukem and Shadow Warrior. Is there an old game that you would love to get this remake treatment that hasn't yet? Hmm. Anything, right? Not just Resident Evil anything because and it's funny to think about this too because when we think about like movies it's like i don't really want to see that remade when we think about games like i want to see some of these games remade because it makes them more playable and more fun so is there is there anything that you would love to see put into new glory from uh, from the original game it could be any game at all uh, i could think of two off the top of my head 
Uh, one, one, it'll definitely never happen, and that's the original Maximum Carnage game. I think it would be so cool to do that 3D and spread out the characters, uh, but they would never go for it because of licensing, and, and it's just not a relevant story anymore. The one that I think could really use the treatment uh, would be the very first Manhunt game from PS2. Yeah. Uh, that's another game. That yeah. is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh kind of washed out of existence because it was deemed too violent. Uh, yep. But then you look at the violence nowadays from games like Mortal Kombat and The Last of Us, and yeah. uh, Manhunt pales in comparison to that. Manhunt was oh, yeah. very, very, very well if they remade it and pushed it out on PS4 or PS5. It would be a huge selling point, and uh, I would love to feel that fear again. Manhunt just... Manhunt's hit de facto game. No matter how many times I've replayed it, it still scares me, and I think it would do so well uh, with a remake to it. Perfect. How about you, Shades? What do you got? Um, I, I really don't know. There's there's so many old games. Um, one of the games that when we were doing our, our intro, our first episode, we were talking about, we really didn't, I don't remember, I don't think we touched too much on like Time Crisis and stuff. And the old uh, uh, Red Faction before it went to third yep. person when it was like the, uh, the the Rebel War and everything. Those games, I would love to see remakes of them. Uh, not even changes to them because of just, just how the stories were and the types of games that they were. Just updated graphics. I think, I, I honestly, I would like to see that more than than uh, reboots and stuff of some of the franchises. Oh, yeah, just too. bring back like PlayStation 1, original Xbox, PS2. Uh, old games, just bring them back and just bump the graphics up because they... we're kind of getting that. Yeah, that's actually, actually I like seeing that a lot more. And uh, uh, I, one one of the games I would love to see come back. I don't know how it would work online, simply because of the way that online used to be for the PS2 days compared to how today is is, is very different. But Black Hawk Down, I mean, oh, okay. you you remember the hours that we spent playing that game and the tournaments yeah. we used to get into and stuff with people from. From everywhere. I mean, we we had guys on our team that were that were in in one of our many clans that we were in from all over the all over the globe. Now, I mean, it was mostly mostly the U.S., but we still had people in from Europe and stuff like that, and it was just totally crazy. And those games would I would love to see Black Hawk Down brought back with just a uh, just just updated like like uh, Modern Warfare graphics. I was playing that last weekend, and how realistic it looked when you're flying in the helicopters with the night vision on. It, if you put that side by side with uh, night vision footage from somebody in real life, it almost looks the exact same just because of the, the graininess of the NVGs and stuff, how they look. I would love to see some of those old games with those current graphics. They just they would just be amazing. That and with the, the sound quality is so much better now compared to how it used oh, to yeah. be. And just that, just in general for games and for them to these companies to just do that and not change anything like Obviously, a lot of the a lot of the old companies, they're they're not around like THQ and stuff. They're they're no they've been yeah pieced out by other other companies and stuff like that. And some of the people aren't even in, in that uh, that realm of business anymore. But just bringing it back. But then you have the problem with licensing that happened mm -hmm. with uh, Grand Theft Auto Four, I think, mm -hmm. uh, for for Steam. Yeah, it had an auto update. So like, if you play on on PlayStation and Xbox. There's some radio channels that are just just blank. There's just no static, no nothing because of licensing ran out, which is the issue with a lot of stuff. But a lot of the older games had original uh, uh, original content for their music. 
Yeah. Like kind of how Doom is, which I'm still waiting for mine to come in from GameStop. Dude, the Doom, the new Doom soundtrack, real quick. I don't if you haven't watched it, go watch the behind the scenes. Um, uh-huh. there is a video, they got 20 metal singers to be a choir for it, and it's just super awesome. Uh, yeah. super, super awesome. But so my list, real quick, I actually have a pretty pretty extensive list some of my games have gotten remades like medieval um and i've gotten to see crash bandicoot and spyro so those are pretty cool but um i would love to see splinter cell redone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i would love to see the original metal gear games brought to new life um i, w- I would just really enjoy that ninja gaiden is another one um then I would love, oh my gosh, I just blanked on the name, the original Fable. The first two Fables were the best, in my opinion. I'd love to see either of them um, touched up. And then the other big one in the vein of what we're already talking about with Resident Evil is I'd love to see Silent Hill um, brought back to all of its glory. Oh, yeah. I think that that was rumored. Super cool. That was rumored about three years ago, I believe. Something about something yeah. having to do with Silent Hill having having a little like, hey, we're we're gonna be around around the well, we, uh, we next got gen, Silent so. Hills really quick uh, a while back, a while while back, and then yeah. it fell apart um, because of the studio, and then we got Death Stranding, which I've heard amazing things out. I haven't had a chance to play it. I can play it on my computer. I just haven't had a chance. Um, and it's supposed to be super weird and odd and people love it. And it has that same feeling as Silent Hill. Um, it has Norman Reedus, who was originally signed on to Silent Hills. But I, w- I would love to see, I wouldn't want to see a, a, a new game. I actually would love to see those original games touched up. Uh, and mm-hmm. then my my bonus pick, which is more for me, never going to happen. Um, actually, sorry, quick. The other two I had, I remembered, Turok and Goldeneye. I want a true oh. remake of Goldeneye. With online play, same with Tarak. Uh, and then my pick yeah. for me, also to be online, I think it'd be awesome for the Switch, is Conker's Bad Fur Day, the original. I would love yes. to see that game. I love that game. And I think the the multiplayer for that game was just the best and so much fun. And I think right now, um, that would be such a great game for like something like the Switch or even Xbox Game Pass to bring back and re- really revamp i think the last revamp was in 2004 and just make it playable um it's one of my favorite games and i honestly love the storyline for that game so i think that would be super cool uh and then i have a whole list uh my last 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 one i promise is time splitters future perfect it's my favorite <laughs> first person shooter game of all time because it's yep. stupid uh, it's I so goofy love- Oh, it's the best. Matt, if you haven't played it, you should. You would probably absolutely love it because every level is like a nod to a different movie genre. There's okay. horror, there's like old school um, spy movie, war movie. You would you would really, really like it because it's just campy and a ton of fun. Um, so all of those games, I would like to see any of those. And I'm sure there's more if I sat here, like I'm looking at Jet Set Radio Future and Beyond Good and Evil. It's like all of these games I would love to see redone. Um, yeah, I, get, I, I thought of a couple more. I thought of a couple more while you were talking too, and I was like, "Oh, it's it's definitely a real possibility." Uh, yeah. Would love to have some of these ones. Uh, I mean, I'll just blurt mine out real quick too. Uh, I don't know if you can remember Siphon Filter from back in the day. PS One game or PS One, and they I think they made two games, and they just dropped it. Uh, they never yeah, they made a it. bunch. They yeah, did. That was, they, one, of, they that was one of my favorite games. Popular after a while, there was like three yep. or four all together. 
Okay. Yeah, so there was problem. there was one, two, and three, and then a fourth for the PS uh, for the PS2. Uh, you had man. one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah. There was one, two, and three, and three had. Oh, I don't remember. It was either two or three CDs that that came on. Yeah. Because it okay. had the multiplayer. Um, it had like like the the, the couch co op multiplayer aspect to it. Um, and then the the PS2 version. It was another one. It was like a double disc thing, and mm-hmm. it was so much fun and so much more in depth about there the story. There were seven and... in total, but the last one was just a multiplayer game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This. I would. I, I said that. I think our first episode. I want to see that game brought back. That yeah. alone would get me it's to buy a PlayStation. That's that's like the big the biggest like the saddest thing about video games too is that we, as we go from generation to generation, console to console. Uh, there's some like classic series that just kind of fall off. Uh, they just mm-hmm. kind of disappear. Uh, Crash Bandicoot was one for a long time. Spyro yeah. was kind of one for a long time. Uh, but yeah, something like Siphon Filter would do pretty cool. I mean, I see a lot of people talking about it. They still hold it in high regard that original, you know, uh, franchise. So why, why not give it a little bit of a push, a little bit of a reboot on a newer system, and see what how far you can go with it. Uh, We've seen how much high demand comes from a lot of these games that come back too, uh, which I think is an important point. And they were able to build off of it. When they remade Crash Bandicoot, I had I was like, "There's no way. There's absolutely no way that they're going to remake uh, CTR." And they did. Uh, I thought Resident Evil Two was going to be a one-off type of remake. And obviously, we're here. We are in Resident Evil Three, and there's some new life into this, this system. Spyro came yeah. from it. Uh, it's there's so much and i think that might be like if if companies are running out of ideas for new games why not try the remake route it's not it's it's proven if you do it right it'll work uh it's it's obviously proven the blueprint has been laid out go for it make it happen and see see what you can what can come from it uh it's 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 a golden opportunity for a lot of companies to kind of uh maybe get back in the fold or catch some you know catch their stride a little bit uh i mean like i mean yeah. greg just named off like 30 different games he wants to see remade uh between the three of us we could probably come up with a list of 100 so oh, for uh, sure. you know undoubtedly so so why not go that route nostalgia is such a big selling point in the year 2020 it has been for the oh, last decade uh, people love nostalgia. People love to remember the good times because we're going through some pretty rough times right now. So yep. why not go that route? It's a certified moneymaker. You know, yeah. I mean, right now in 2020, older games are getting re-released uh, more than ever, more than they ever have. You know, yep. Sega, Sega Genesis collections, and then you know the new Streets of Rage, Streets of yeah, Rage Four. It, yeah, it's it's just ha- it's constant. So it, it, I think it's. Uh, I know it seems like a step backwards, but it might be a step forward too. I think there's a lot of lot of games that, uh, uh, you know, just they could use the the remake touch. Well, in uh, in, in the Fallout community, there's a big thing right now uh, that they're working on, and not Bethesda. Some modders are are working on making a uh, a remake kind of version of uh, Fallout three and new vegas so it's got like the current graphics and stuff like that but it's the original games not changing them or anything like that the old the old style of of communication that changed in fallout 4 which made a lot of people very mad um that they've apparently fixed in 76 uh wastelanders when that comes out um but i mean you you have the modding community for some of these games that are it's unfortunate you have to 
you, you can only play these on uh, um, PCs, so you still have the whole PC Master Race fight with everything. But I mean, the way that we're we're moving into the future with these these next uh, generation coming up of games, and them talking about it being like we're, they're not going to put anything out for a while after that is it, it's all going to go away soon. Like it's all going to become interchangeable, whether it's PC or a console, it's not yeah, going to matter. And I'll, like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, a lot of these companies they are putting off these little like one-off uh, PC console hybrid things where it's basically like, remember when we did the episode on um, uh, the, the, the history of consoles and how like yeah. that first generation of consoles, that was every game had its own console because that's, that's the same thing that some of these companies are doing. Like they're putting out and it's just like you plug it into your PC, plug it into the USB and it's its own little console that runs just that one thing. Or um, you could put mods on it or something like that and that's it. And then you unplug it and plug something else in. That's We're going to be seeing a lot of that. It's going to be a big, a big jump to the past, I think, for a lot of the new technology that's coming out because it, it works. You could do more customization that cater to your fan base and, and the people that want stuff from you specifically. So yeah, I totally agree. Well, with that, I think that's a pretty good place to um, wrap this up. We've had a ton of fun talking about anything, anything anyone want to add in closing? <clears throat> um, uh, keep an eye out for streams, support your, uh, your streamers. And uh, especially with everything going on right now, support your local businesses. Yeah. Um, because that you, it's hard to donate for a, a lot of the streamers out there. Um, I, I've seen quite a few of them that I follow. The people that I follow, podcasts and stuff, they've been doing charity things to help out their local restaurants and stuff. And obviously, we're not the level of of some of the people like Ninja and stuff like that. But a lot of people have been doing charity streams to because they're home working right now, and. Uh, just to send money to local businesses and the local hospitals and stuff like that. So as, as much as that's a, a downer, um, remember that we are one big community and yeah. uh, gamers, gamers know that feeling of, of we're built for isolation. Like this is our, our jam right now. We, we know <laughs> how to deal with all this stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, take care of each other and, uh, support your support your streamers if it's not a monetary thing right now because you can or whatever uh just just hop in show hey like your content like what you're doing keep it up stuff like that because that, that's just a boost in itself for people that are gaming uh yeah. whether it's just their game their home gaming right now because they're home gaming and they're unemployed or something or that's literally what their career is like mm -hmm. so many people that we follow their job is youtube and making content and the market's getting flooded uh, just just popping in and and saying just a couple kind words or whatever is a great thing for people to see, because it's just we all want, want to play the, the the games and have the community out there and have a good community base, and the like the podcast the podcast community has exploded between the network um, that we're on and then all of the other podcasts that are out there have been popping up left and right, and it's it's great to see it's really nice to see people having individual thought again because it started disappearing for a while yeah that's a great point there's yeah there is a bit of an artistic uh revolution going on in, in, mm -hmm. in expressing yourself and it's it's not even just podcasting or oh, streaming no. or anything it's it's everything man it's it's that's probably been the, the the light at the end of the tunnel of all this is is getting to see so many creative people and what they're yep. what they're capable of but 
Uh, I know we're about to close up. Uh, I wanted to thank you guys both uh, for having me on. It was really good to talk about video games again. Uh, I don't get to do it as often as I used to, but uh, it was good to do it with some great people. So I appreciate it. This was fun. And uh, you guys, like, it was. I know you guys have a great show from listening and editing, but uh, to be able to participate in it, this was a fun, good time. So thank you very much for that. Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to have a couple uh, other crossovers. I know I want to do one for Gears. Um because that's that's my favorite video game and they got a huge comic and they i have all the books and stuff so that's going to definitely be a crossover episode that'll probably go from your guys and ours so excellent excellent love to do it yeah that'll be that'll be a lot of fun plus i know there's quite a few other ones like spawn and stuff like that that are in the 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 fighting games and stuff so perfect yeah i'm just a call away (laughs) of course man Alrighty, and until next time, I'm super happy to have you, Matt. Uh, always, you know, I already have so many shows with you, but it's always good to have another have you on with me. Um, and to everyone, again, yeah, support your local shops, support your co- local comic book shops, support our friends. There'll be an ad at the beginning that you've already heard, but support our friends at Fat Man's Pizza on Niagara Falls Boulevard. Um, I've actually picked up food from them during all of this, and they are awesome. Uh, so accommodating. They're being so cleanly and careful about everything. And it is just so great to see. Um, get yourself a sub. Get yourself some pizza. Uh, give yourself a night off from all this cooking. Uh, but until next time, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Until next time, don't forget to wipe. Chris, what are you recording? I'm currently recording a Vinyl Divers podcast. Vinyl Divers? What's that? Vinyl Divers is a podcast that I do where I talk everything music related from bands that are on vinyl that I've collected, uh, old vinyl that I found and purchased, to bands that I'm currently listening to on iTunes and Spotify because guess what? I can't afford all the vinyl that I want. But it's a vinyl podcast. Yes, essentially. It's a music podcast that started off as a vinyl podcast. Is there diving involved? There is diving into podcasts and vinyls. Where can I find Vinyl Divers? Find Vinyl Divers on the network app, BICVP-radio.com. Sweet. Keep diving. <laughs>